Exodus 39 through 40. Now, from the violet, purple, and scarlet material, they made finely woven garments for ministering in the holy place, as well as the holy garments which were for Aaron, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. He made the ephod of gold and of violet, purple, and scarlet material, and fine twisted linen. Then they hammered out gold sheets and cut them into threads, to be woven in with the violet, the purple, and the scarlet material, and the fine linen, the work of a skilled embroiderer. They made attaching shoulder pieces for the ephod. It was attached at its two upper ends, and the skillfully woven band of its overlay which was on it like its workmanship, of the same material, of gold and of violet, purple and scarlet material, and fine twisted linen, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. They also made the onyx stones, set in gold filigree settings. They were engraved like the engravings of a signet, according to the names of the sons of Israel, and he placed them on the shoulder pieces of the ephod as memorial stones for the sons of Israel, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. And he made the breastpiece, the work of a skilled embroiderer, like the workmanship of the ephod, of gold and of violet, purple and scarlet material, and fine twisted linen. It was square. They made the breastpiece folded double, a span long and a span wide when folded double. And they mounted four rows of the stones on it. The first row was of ruby, topaz, and emerald. The second row, a turquoise, a sapphire, and a diamond. And the third row, a jacinth, an agate, and an amethyst. And the fourth row, a beryl, an onyx, and a jasper. They were set in gold filigree settings when they were mounted. The stones corresponded to the names of the sons of Israel. They were twelve, corresponding to their names, engraved with the engravings of a signet, each with its name for the twelve tribes. And they made for the breastpiece chains like cords, work of twisted cords of pure gold. They made two gold filigree settings and put them on the shoulder pieces of the ephod at the front of it, they made two gold rings and placed them on the two ends of the breastpiece, on its inner edge which was next to the ephod. Furthermore, they made two gold rings and placed them on the bottom of the two shoulder pieces of the ephod, on the front of it, close to the place where it joined, above the woven band of the ephod. And they bound the breastpiece by its rings to the rings of the ephod with a violet cord, so that it would be on the woven band of the ephod, and that the breastpiece would not come loose from the ephod, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then he made the robe of the ephod of woven work, all of violet, and the opening of the robe was at the top in the center, as the opening of a coat of mail, with a binding all around its opening, so that it would not be torn. And they made pomegranates of violet, purple, and scarlet material, and twisted linen, on the hem of the robe. They also made bells of pure gold, and put the bells between the pomegranates all around on the hem of the robe, alternating a bell and a pomegranate all around on the hem of the robe for the service, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. 
They also made tunics of finely woven linen for Aaron and his sons, and the turban of fine linen, and the decorated caps of fine linen, and the linen undergarments of fine twisted linen, and the sash of fine twisted linen, and violet, purple, and scarlet material, the work of the weaver, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. They also made the plate of the holy crown of pure gold, and inscribed it like the engravings of a signet, Holy to the Lord. Then they fastened a violet cord to it, to fasten it on the turban above, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. So all the work of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting was completed, and the sons of Israel did according to all that the Lord had commanded Moses. So they did. Then they brought the tabernacle to Moses, the tent and all its furnishings, its clasps, its boards, its bars, its pillars, and its bases, and the covering of ramskins dyed red, and the covering of fine leather, and the covering curtain, the ark of the testimony, its poles, and the atoning cover, the table, all its utensils, and the bread of the presence, the pure gold lampstand, with its arrangement of lamps and all its utensils, and the oil for the light, and the gold altar, and the anointing oil, and the fragrant incense, and the curtain for the doorway of the tent, the bronze altar, and its bronze grating, its poles and all its utensils, the basin and its stands, the hangings for the courtyard, its pillars and its bases, and the curtain for the gate of the courtyard, its ropes and its pegs, and all the equipment for the service of the tabernacle, for the tent of meeting, the woven garments for ministering in the holy place, and the holy garments for Aaron the priest, and the garments of his sons to serve as priests. So the sons of Israel did all the work according to everything that the Lord had commanded Moses. And Moses examined all the work, and behold, they had done it, just as the Lord had commanded, this they had done. So Moses blessed them. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, On the first day of the month you shall set up the tabernacle of the tent of meeting. You shall place the ark of testimony there, and you shall screen off the ark with the veil. Then you shall bring in the table and arrange what belongs on it, and you shall bring in the lampstand and mount its lamps. You shall also set the gold altar of incense in front of the Ark of the Testimony, and set up the curtain for the doorway of the tabernacle. And you shall set the altar of burnt offering in front of the doorway of the tabernacle of the Tent of Meeting. Then you shall set the basin between the Tent of Meeting and the altar, and put water in it. You shall also set up the courtyard all around and hang up the curtain for the gate of the courtyard. Then you shall take the anointing oil, and anoint the tabernacle, and everything that is in it, and consecrate it, and all its furnishings. And it shall be holy. You shall also anoint the altar of burnt offering, and all its utensils, and consecrate the altar. And the altar shall be most holy. And you shall anoint the basin of its stand, and consecrate it. Then you shall bring Aaron and his sons to the doorway of the tent of meeting, and wash them with water. And you shall put the holy garments on Aaron, and anoint him, and consecrate him, so that he may serve as a priest to me. You shall also bring his sons, and put tunics on them. 
You shall anoint them just as you have anointed their father, so that they may serve as priests to me, and their anointing will qualify them for a permanent priesthood throughout their generations. So Moses did these things, according to all that the Lord had commanded him, so he did. Now in the first month of the second year, on the first day of the month, the tabernacle was erected. Moses erected the tabernacle and laid its bases, and set up its boards, and inserted its bars, and erected its pillars. And he spread the tent over the tabernacle, and put the covering of the tent on top of it, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then he took the testimony, and put it into the ark, and attached the poles to the ark, and put the atoning cover on the top of the ark. Then he brought the ark into the tabernacle, and set up a veil for the covering, and screened off the ark of the testimony, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. He also put the table in the tent of meeting on the north side of the tabernacle, outside the veil. And he set the arrangement of bread in order on it before the Lord, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then he placed the lampstand in the tent of meeting, opposite the table, on the south side of the tabernacle. He lighted the lamps before the Lord, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then he placed the gold altar in the tent of meeting in front of the veil, and he burnt fragrant incense on it, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then he set up the curtain for the doorway of the tabernacle, and he set the altar of the burnt offering in front of the doorway of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting, and offered on it burnt offering and the meal offering, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. He placed the basin between the tent of meeting and the altar, and put water in it for washing. From it Moses and Aaron and his sons washed their hands and feet. When they entered the tent of meeting, and when they approached the altar, they washed, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. And he erected the courtyard all around the tabernacle and the altar, and hung up the curtain for the gate of the courtyard. So Moses finished the work. Then the cloud covering the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting, because the cloud had settled on it. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Throughout their journeys, whenever the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the sons of Israel would set out. But if the cloud was not taken up, they did not set out until the day when it was taken up. For throughout their journeys the cloud of the Lord was on the tabernacle by day, and there was fire in it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel. Luke one thirty nine through 80 Now at this time Mary set out and went in a hurry to the hill country, to a city of Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah, and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she cried out with a loud voice, and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. 
And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul exalts the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has regard for the humble state of his bondservant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name and his mercy is to generation after generation, toward those who fear him. He has done mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who were proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, and has exalted those who were humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, and sent the rich away empty-handed. He has given help to his servant Israel, in remembrance of his mercy just as he has spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and his descendants forever. Mary stayed with her about three months, and then returned to her home. Now the time had come for Elizabeth to give birth, and she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and her relatives heard that the Lord had displayed his great mercy toward her, and they were rejoicing with her. And it happened that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to call him Zechariah, after his father. And yet his mother responded and said, No, indeed, but he shall be called John. And they said to her, There is no one among your relatives who is called by this name. And they made signs to his father as to what he wanted him called. And he asked for a tablet and wrote as follows, His name is John. And they were all amazed. And at once his mouth was opened, and his tongue freed, and he began speaking in praise to God. And fear came on all those who lived around them, and all these matters were being talked about in the entire hill country of Judea. All who heard them kept them in mind, saying, What then will this child turn out to be? For indeed the hand of the Lord was with him. And his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit, and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. For he has visited us and accomplished redemption for his people, and has raised up a horn of salvation for us, in the house of his servant David, just as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from ancient times, salvation from our enemies, and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our fathers, and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being rescued from the hands of our enemies, would serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will also be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give his people the knowledge of salvation, by forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, with which the sunrise from on high will visit us, to shine on those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Now the child grew and was becoming strong in spirit, and he lived in the deserts until the day of his public appearance to Israel. Romans 11 I say then, God has not rejected his people, has he? Far from it, for I too am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. 
God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. Or do you not know what the scripture says in the passage about Elijah, how he pleads with God against Israel? Lord, they have killed your prophets, they have torn down your altars, and I alone am left, and they are seeking my life. But what is the divine response to him? I have kept myself seven thousand men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. In the same way, then, there has also come to be at the present time a remnant according to God's gracious choice. But if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works, since otherwise grace is no longer grace. What then? What Israel is seeking it has not obtained, but those who were chosen obtained it and the rest were hardened, just as it is written. God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes to see not, and ears to hear not, down to this very day. And David says, May their table become a snare and a trap, and a stumbling block and a retribution to them. May their eyes be darkened to see not, and bend their backs continually. I say then, They did not stumble so as to fall, did they? Far from it. But by their wrongdoing salvation has come to the Gentiles to make them jealous. Now if their wrongdoing proves to be riches for the world, and their failure riches for the Gentiles, how much more will their fulfillment be? But I am speaking to you who are Gentiles. Therefore, insofar as I am an apostle of Gentiles... I magnify my ministry, if somehow I may move my own people to jealousy and save some of them. For if their rejection proves to be the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? If the first piece of dough is holy, the lump is also. And if the root is holy, the branches are as well. But if some of the branches were broken off, and you being a wild olive, were grafted in among them, and became partaker with them of the rich root of the olive tree, do not be arrogant toward the branches. But if you are arrogant, remember that it is not you who supports the root, but the root who supports you. You will say then, Branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in. Quite right, they were broken off for their unbelief. But you stand by your faith. Do not be conceited, but fear, for if God did not spare the natural branches, he will not spare you either. See then the kindness and severity of God to those who fell, severity, but to you, God's kindness, if you continue in his kindness, for otherwise you too will be cut off. And they also, if they do not continue in their unbelief, will be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. For if you were cut off from what is by nature a wild olive tree, and contrary to nature were grafted into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these who are natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree? For I do not want you, brothers and sisters, to be uninformed of this mystery, so that you will not be wise in your own estimation, that a partial hardening has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so all Israel will be saved, just as it is written. The Deliverer will come from Zion. He will remove ungodliness from Jacob. 
This is my covenant with them, when I take away their sins. In relation to the gospel, they are enemies on your account, but in relation to God's choice, they are beloved on account of their fathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For just as you were once disobedient to God, but now have been shown mercy because of their disobedience, so these also now have been disobedient, that because of the mercy shown to you, they may also now be shown mercy. For God has shut up all in disobedience, so that he may show mercy to all. O oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are his judgments, and unfathomable his ways! For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has became his counselor, or who has first given to him, that it would be paid back to him? For from him, and through him, and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Proverbs sixteen twenty three through 33 The heart of the wise instructs his mouth, and adds persuasiveness to his lips. Pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. There is a way which seems right to a person, but its end is the way of death. A worker's appetite works for him, for his hunger urges him on. A worthless person digs up evil, while his words are like scorching fire. A perverse person spreads strife, and a slanderer separates close friends. A person of violence entices his neighbor, and leads him in a way that is not good. He who winks his eye does so to devise perverse things. He who compresses his lips brings evil to pass. A gray head is a crown of glory. It is found in the way of righteousness. One who is slow to anger is better than the Almighty, and one who rules his spirit than one who captures a city. The lot is cast into the lap, but its every decision is from the Lord. Psalm 35, 1-16 Contend, Lord, with those who contend with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take hold of buckler and shield, and rise up as my help. Draw also the spear and the battle-axe to meet those who pursue me. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. Let those be ashamed and dishonored who seek my life. Let those be turned back and humiliated who devise evil against me. Let them be like chaff before the wind, with the angel of the Lord driving them on. Let their way be dark and slippery, with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. For they hid their net for me without cause. Without cause they dug a pit for my soul. Let destruction come upon him when he is unaware, and let the net which he hid catch him. Let him fall into that very destruction. So my soul shall rejoice in the Lord. It shall rejoice in his salvation. All my bones will say, Lord, who is like you? Who rescues the afflicted from one who is too strong for him, and the afflicted 
and the poor from one who robs him. Malicious witnesses rise up. They ask me things that I do not know. They repay me evil for good, to the bereavement of my soul. But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled my soul with fasting, but my prayer kept returning to me. I went about as though it were my friend or brother. I bowed down in the morning like one who mourns for a mother. But at my stumbling they rejoiced and gathered themselves together. The afflicted people whom I did not know gathered together against me. They slandered me without ceasing, like godless jesters at a feast. They gnashed at me with their teeth.